0: Hi everybody, welcome to our Parshas Vayera class for 5782. Dedications today, Sarah Kinner or Kiner for the first year, set her Mother Florence Hirsch, Bluma Bas Chaim Shmuel, Yaffa yeah, Yermish for the Elias Neshama of Yoshiahu Ben Eliyahu, a righteous man who passed away with no family. And yeah, for your mission honor of her friend, Sally Neff's birthday, uh, she has everything. So our learning is her gift. Very nice. Okay, everyone. So we made we have as our agenda for this year, right, that we are going to go and particularly, especially in, in, in Parsha's Boratius, I mean, in Safer Boratius, particularly focus on the navours or on the messages from God, okay? In particular today, we are going to go into what really happened in that first experience that the Parsha opens with Rav Ram saw the three men and all of that. What, what, what was that all about on a deeper level? Now we've already learned as you see in your notes that the Rambam explains to us and we've we've done this more 242 and you can look back at it, but in summary Rambam says, that whenever it says Vayera Elova Hashem, that Hashem appeared to someone, this is happening in a vision. It's not. It's not actually happening in real life. So everything we're hearing in the story, according to Rambam, is happening in Rambam's mind. He's getting a vision, and the in the vision, he is he is being, what is being revealed to him, as the founder of Judaism and all the monotheistic religions. And as the person that just had a brisk meal, which means he committed absolutely to these ideals and to pass them on forever to, for all generations, he is getting a vision of what it's all, what, what it's all for. Why do we live this way? Why do we live in this world with our focus on a higher reality? Why do we do, why do we keep misses that don't make any sense in this world, like shotness? Why do we? have absolute emuna or commitment to the concepts of rachamim, that Hashem has 13 meters of rachamim, even though there's so much impossibility in this world, we don't understand so many things, there's so many bitter, bitter, difficult, painful experiences, and yet we say, Hashem, Hashem, kol racham, we're obviously living in the physical world, but our focus and our greater picture is from a higher place, whether we see it or not in this world. So uh, because Avraham has committed to this, the first thing that happens is he gets a vision of what, what is the outcome of a life like this. So according to Ram, everything that happens here is in a vision. Everything, running to Sarah, getting the food, the whole thing's a vision. The three men, it's all a vision. According to Ramban, when people say Ramban doesn't hold like that, they really were three men. It, uh, you can read the Ramban in the beginning of of this parsha, but essentially what ramban is saying okay ramban is a little bit of a different system he says you could see a malach but it's lower than getting nevuah he has a whole different little distinctions people could see a malach it's not necessarily nevuah but he says you have to be you have to elevate yourself so much to get to the level of being able to see a malach and he says only the prophets the people who are in prophet school already so so high And the most righteous can perceive something called the malach which is a spiritual entity with a very 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 almost like um ephemeral veneer called a garment it's clothed in physicality but if you're not on the highest mandraker you'll never see it so if someone else is experiencing seeing something the people around will never see anything so it's also not literally three people that everybody saw if you look in the ramban the last paragraph, um, or the last two. Well, he says, this is to say, Avram did not attain prophecy until he prepared his soul first to perceive an angel. Okay, so there's two stages here, according to Ramban. Thus, the, sta- the sages are prompted to-, prompted to inform us everywhere that seeing an angel is not a prophecy. Go to the last one, okay? Um, where he says at the end, and he brings examples of like Avramir, in all these cases, there was a special glory created in the malach, called among those who know the mysteries of the Torah, a garment perceptible to the human vision of such pure persons as the pious and the disciples of Neviah, meaning there's a force in the world called the malach. It takes on some sort of veneer that is only perceptible to people already in a whole other dimension. Okay, Does this makes sense. So according to everybody, it's not three actual people that anybody could see. All right. So what we're getting here is a vision of Avraham, the first real nevuah that Avram or perception of the concept called this Malachim. He's getting an understanding, blinding clarity about an idea. And remember, when Avram understands these ideas, and we're according to the Rambam, you get this concept that you're going to see, and then it translates into images in your head through your imagination. Remember, we learned about this. You get an abstract idea, which is not... not um, it's not um, tangible and then your mind kicks in if it's developed to find images, to find things you're familiar with, to operate as kind of like um, you know constructs so you could understand the, the abstract idea. And here it's the three men and all the things we're gonna learn about. So um, what's Avram getting a vision about? And I think we once generally talked about this, but now we're really gonna go into it. And it's really, out there, okay. So it's gonna we're gonna follow the Gra, and we're going to follow the uh, Ber Yitzchak, which is sort of Yitzchak Isaac hover's explanation of the Gra. Okay, the Gra is the greatest makobal probably to walk this earth in the last 500 years. People associate him with the Litvaks, the Vilna Golem, but he's literally in the line of Kabbalah, like from the Ramban. You know what I mean? Like he's definitely in that Misora. All right. So here's how he starts out. Vayar Hashem be elone mamre. Every one of these phrases means something. So Hashem appears to him. He's getting a vision. Or he is seeing some very, very, like I, we said, ephemeral veneer of a concept translated into, into some sort of familiar construct called people, all right? Hashem be elone mamre. We're going to talk about what Eilone Mamre means. He's sitting at the edge of the, the opening of the tent, Hayom at the heat of the day. All right. Here's the grush. Okay, the gra says, and I particularly did not translate these into English because I don't want any misunderstandings by the you know English translations. Okay. Ohel. Look at the Hebrew Kishem Ohel what this means is when a person when it's sadik arrives at the opening of the tent the opening of the tent means this is we're talking about this is what i'm seeing now it's having out of body experience what happens at the moment when the neshama is about to leave the body he's getting a vision of the experience of every human being at the moment of patira. what happens so you know many people have been with people who passed away what are they actually experiencing at that moment and he's this is being explained right here so they're standing at the pesach ohel okay the ohel is there remember our fetus with the with the wall that becomes transparent that is the Pesach or the opening of the tent the moment of death when a neshama begins to ascend to the upper tent the ohel is ohel HaElion. okay the upper tent okay what happens is this opening Pesach ohel he explains um, that it refers to also the opening of the eyes you begin to see what you can never see before. You're beginning to see beyond the physical dimension. You're at the, at the boundary between the physical tent, so to speak, right? And the upper, the upper dimension, the upper reality. All right. Kachom hayom. At the heat of the day. And here he says, he gives an example. Mazorach lechem yorei shami shahayira he hapesa the opening, how does one merge? What, is, what are they experiencing when they're about to see the real world, what they're really part of? The spiritual dimension that was always imperceptible to us because we only have our five senses, we only have our physical faculties to perceive things and we can't see what's beyond. So yira, or it's a moment of great awe as the op- the tent, so to speak, opens. It's a moment of yira. He says, hayom the heat, the blinding clarity of the sun. Okay, what's referred to as the heat is his is called haira, haira pesach. That's the opening. Okay. Be'elone mamre, be'elone tukfa huyom hadin ha-chaza. Meaning that there at this moment, as the as the moment of, so to speak, transparency, the moment of the merging into the upper tent. And I just mentioned here, I didn't put in the notes at Har Sinai, when the Jewish people experienced this kind of experience, parcha neshmasam, their neshamas left them, there was this transparency, remember? And then they heard the dibros, the first two. And then I said, we can't handle it, right, as humans. So Hashem said to Moshe, okay, tell the people, Shuvu lachem go back to your tense, tense being your body, your ohel harishon, your first, your first ohel. And then he said to Moshe, Va, ata but you, po amod ima, you stay here with me. Moshe doesn't go back to his normal tent. He stays in a whole other state. Okay. So um, so this, he says, is Yom HaDin HaChazak, the day of judgment, the great day, Yom HaDin HaGadol. Now, we learned about Din by Rosh Hashanah. Din means the absolute reality, meaning it is the moment when we, we, we have to face whether the physical life we lived here was directly, precisely, to what degree was in sync with the great reality that we're actually part of. Remember, we learned about Din, two plus two is four. That's a Din. If you wanna believe that two plus two is four point zero five, But if you but if you and yeah, well, you know, you want to be uh woke and say, you know, maybe we did two plus two is four. I don't feel safe with two plus two is four. My truth is two plus two is four point five. So okay, fine, you're an idiot, do whatever you want. But if you wanna build a bridge on two plus two is four point five, it's gonna. It's going to collapse. Everyone's going to die. And the engineer is going to go to prison. And so all the contractors, etc. In other words, there's a non-negotiable reality. And you need to know it. <laughs> you need to know what it is. The moment of din is when we just, it all comes clear. We see this world. We see the reality that it's part of. And we ask ourselves, how much was I in sync with it? Okay. So this is the Yom Hadin HaChazak. And it's called Chachom Hayom, the heat of the day. Look at the Gemara Nadarim 8b. This is, the girl doesn't bring this down, but I put this in here. The Gemara comments, Abayi disagrees with the opinion of Rishim and Lakish. She says, there is no Gehenim in the world to come, rather the Holy One, okay? So, Motsi Minartika, takes the sun out of its sheath. All right. Sadikim Mitrapimba, The righteous are healed by it, and the wicked are are judged. Really judged is the word, not punished. Nidunim is judged, meaning. The moment of transparency for every neshama, everybody, Tzaddik, Rasha, everywhere in between, is a moment of transparency. For the person that conducted their life with, you know, um, according to truth, according to tormentos, because they knew that there was a greater reality, even though they couldn't see it and they couldn't perceive it and they just knew it and they had an emuna commitment to it. When they finally see it, it is refua, it is bliss, it is joy. But for the person that refused to consider that possibility, remember that Niyosef moment? Mm -hmm. And suddenly they see the big picture, There's nowhere to hide. And that's referred to as taking the sun out of its sheath, which like by Abraham is kachom hayom. If you look in the Mepharshim, some say Hashem took the sun out of its sheath. That's why it was so hot. Remember that? What that means, it doesn't mean the sun. It really is talking about the blinding clarity of MS, of, of R, the true R, by he R, the real R. Okay, so far so good? We're good, we're okay. Next. He lifts up his eyes. Remember, it was Pesach enayim? His eyes are beginning to see what's really beyond. And he sees Anashim Nitzavim Three people, men, Anashim, are standing above him. Okay. Here we go. According to the Gura, these three men. Okay. first and foremost, are the three forces called Chesed, Gavura, and Teferis. They, the imagination, Kochadimion, makes them into people because they are sort of like identities. They are realities, and they're how we, how we personally experience those things. So what is Chesed, Gevura, and Teferis? We've learned so much about this. Chesed is the all-inclusivity of everything, the real truth. That everything is echar, echar and chesed this goes together everything is one we're all part of the everything gavura is that there's a little machitza which is now vanishing and that gives us our sense of our separate space and hashem holds back restraint gibor so that we can experience our separate space and then tiferous is the how we uh bring the two together how we conduct ourselves in this world as individuals with our creator mode, our tzel Kim, but always within the context of the fact that we're actually part of something else. So we're channeling that as opposed to getting lost in our own quest for individuality, right? We know about this, chesed, gavura, and teferes. We know that healthy attachments are a function of a proper balance of all of these. For a person to function well, they need to know that number one, all number two, I'm a self and believes in me and I can do something with myself. And number three, the combination of both releases the burden on me from forcing me to think that I need to play a certain role or it has to be like this. It's all I do my best. I put myself into it, I expand myself, but whatever Kurdasbro ultimately lets unfold in my life, that's how it goes. That's the tiferus, that's the pair, that's the crown. That's a person knowing who they really are. Okay. So the moment of Katira person sees everything, the big picture and themselves as their separate self and how they handled it. Okay. Furthermore, the three Avos obviously represent all three of these. That's why they're people. These are the three Avos doesn't just mean literal forefathers. These three ideas that the Avos taught the world are the foundational ideas that Judaism must be built on. Remember unless a person in this world understands that they're part of something bigger and they feel the warmth and the safety of that they are not going to internalize the torah messages you know if you think about naomi and russ when russ says to that she wants to convert she doesn't say oh because the torah is so true because the missus are so beautiful because my religion's fake she doesn't say that she says Wherever you go, I go. Wherever you sleep, I sleep. Okay, your God is my God. I just want to be with you. The messages of Torah were internalized by Rus because they came through a beautiful person who was Naim, because they came from Chesed, because they came from a person who she just wanted to be like. That's it. Okay. And we learn all the laws of conversion from Rus, of course, and Naomi. So... So um, these are the avos and others, the foundational forces that have to be in place for us to proceed beyond that. Even in our lives, secure attachment in a child is the same thing. First the chesed, then the separate self, then the combination of the two, and then a child can proceed and flourish in their life. Okay? Three malachim, now we know they are forces. We know that every malach is a force, correct? So the forces that Avram perceived as people chesed Gevur, and also have names we call them malachim they're michael which is chesed they're gavriel which is gavura which is obviously din and they're raphael which is rachman okay which is here we're not going to go into this but these are really the three rachamem is to ferris it's rechem it's the womb it's it's because it's difficult to negotiate that balance between being part of a great reality, the echad, and also very much feeling my separate self, because we make mistakes in that, we get lost in ourselves. There's, there's tiferis, which is the perfect combination, but there's also rachamim, rechem, machar, tomorrow, if we for for our journey, trying to trying to balance it all out, okay, and, so and yes, all after the bris. yes, exactly. So all after the best, and we said after I'm committed to this lifestyle and this way of seeing the world. Then he got to see what it's all for, how it all ends, how it all ends, right? What's, what this is all for. Now he does say, what we read in the Grub before, says he saw three colors. Okay, also through the three primary colors, um, blue is always chesed, like the sky, it's enormous, it covers everything. Red is always din, like fire, okay? uh, We're not gonna get into that now. Green is always rachamim, but when you put the three colors together, you get white, okay? When Avraham runs to them, okay? He's adding himself, the fourth, to the three. And this could possibly be that white light that people see, you know, in all those stories of of out-of-body, you know, know, near-death or death experiences, because they tell us that the fourth light, that he's the fourth component Makes reference to the Merkava. Let's just talk about that for a second. It's not in the notes. You know, Yecheskel with the Masa Merkava. There are four wheels to the chariot. We call the Avos Hein, ha Merkava. They're the Merkava, they're the chariot, meaning these concepts, these forces called Chesed, Gavura Teferis, and the self added to it. This is this is the chariot. Okay, this is the chariot, meaning this is what bears bears the awareness understanding of our relationship to Hashem this is what carries our understanding of relationship to Hashem this is what explains how Hashem runs the world this is really what explains what's going on here why things are the way they are why even that there's the bitter moments and the difficulties in this world because they're trying to get us to remember and to see the bigger picture which people do give up their their you know, the attachment to like physical things as their identity when they suffer, when they lose things, it does work. It's a very effective method. So Avram comes running and this is, he adds his, himself here uh, and that's the white, that's the, that's the fourth element here. Okay, vayar, and he sees, vayarats Lakrasam. he runs to greet them. Oh, I think I forgot to put something in here. I did. Okay, I'll tell it to you. He runs to greet them from the opening of the tent. What we're talking about here, the running to greet them, look at the grava as nishmas, that he ran to greet them. What that means is that the nishama, meaning the consciousness, the mind of a person who finally sees this, tzaddik or russia everybody sees it okay it is irrepressibly drawn towards this great light so to speak it's drawn towards react to the truth it's drawn back out of the physical world to the world of 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 inclusivity in akadosh barucho it's running it's drawn towards that there's a medrash in naso that says ain Adam niftar min haolam. No person leaves this world is putter from the world. Ad sharoa es hashkina, until they see the shchina. So now the shchina. He writes here. The grog explains by yishtahu arza lekras hashchina. He bows to the eretz to greet the shchina, which is called eretz hachayim. Okay, let's stop here for a second. When a person sees this, they're seeing what's called the shchina. The Shechina, we always think, means that Hashem is dwelling in us, which of course is true, but also think about that we are dwelling in the great everythingness of a Kodesh Baruch They suddenly see that, that chesed aspect. That's what's happening to Avram, by the way. He's chesed. They see this chesed aspect. And this is what we come from. This is the roots. This is the roots of our personal feed. Remember the umbilical cord? Our personal feed of ideas of the ability to understand all of this, our personal feed is rooted in the in the in the in the source, the source of this. In the you can have as a muscle, there's a muscle. Okay, the umbilical cord, which is the feed, okay, is drawing all of its nutrients. We're drawing all these ideas from the placenta. Okay, placenta is like a reservoir of all the nutrients, but only a little bit trickles into a person. We've mentioned this idea before there's a reservoir of all of these the, of, there's a reservoir or so to speak the roots of the neshama meaning where all of our identity as a separate person but our ideas that come from a kadosh there's like a reservoir that everybody draws if they want to these ideas that a reservoir is referred to actually has it had in other places, the kinesis is all the source of all of our ideas. But when the, think about the muscle, when the amniotic sac, which is really transparent, right, when it, um, when it so to speak, when you're at the edge of that, right, and you're suddenly seeing, you're seeing, first of all the roots of where everything comes from, the fact that every body is, and amniestral is all included and all feeding off the same source, Okay, and you see that um, this this source that everything is feeding off. It's not Hashem Himself. It's not the mother's mind, but it's the fact that it's the it's what um, it's what it's like a emanation. It's like a stage between Hakadosh Baruch Hu and us, and this is called the Eretz the land of the living, the land of the source of all life. It's something Hakadosh Baruch Hu creates, the reservoir of all life. How do we pull that life into us? That's like the umbilical cord. We have to draw it in. We have to draw it in from the Eretz What is the, think back. What's, how does the Torah talk about the kind of not, it doesn't call the umbilical cord. What does it refer to as the path to draw in from the Eretz chaim into our lives? What do we have? Yeah. That, same type of words, Chaim. the eretz chaim. The Eretz right, think about an upside down tree, you have the Eretz is the roots of it all, the ground, so to speak, the sea, the the earth, and the tree is growing down, and the branches are entering into everybody, Uh, it's an upside down tree is one of the metaphors you would see if you sometimes encounter these ideas in Chabad.com and people that do more Kabbalah, that there's an Eretz okay, it's drawing down, its roots are in the Eretz and it's drawing down ideas, that's our Torah, so he's bowing down to the Eretz He's bowing down to seeing the roots of, of all the ideas and truths that a person can draw into themselves, so that they negotiate, they negotiate this balance correctly. Does this make sense so far? Yes. Yeah. Wait, wait you get? Wait, we didn't get there yet. Okay. So he bows across Hashchina Eretz Achaim eris. okay, so he's bowing down, which means he's showing total acceptance, awareness, he's being moda, this is what it is, that's called bowing, this is, this is total understanding, this is how it works, this is what everybody had, has the potential that Eitzachayim to bring these ideas, and if they do create that flow, and they do connect the two worlds, right, then what happens, okay, a Yomer, Adoni, so really talking to the shechina here. What is he talking to? We'll see in a second. If I found favor in your eyes. Don't pass on. Don't keep moving. Stay here. Don't kind of like vanish away from me. All right. And what's happening? What's happening is we're getting a description here of two two possibilities. In the Shama of a person that, connected, that lived with the awareness of both things, chesed and gebura, and was trying in their life to create that teferis pe'er, that crown, that identity that makes us uniquely human, so they are motzechein, so to speak, it means they're in a good place, they see the shechina, they see what they're dwelling in, they see the eretz they see that what happens now is that they're Consciousness, their their flow, their mind, which has attached itself all the time to these ideas, can seamlessly kind of like go up and merge into the Eretz the source of everything, the plate, reservoir of all das, and it's easy, it's seamless. But if a person at this moment is in utter shock, and horror, and astonishment, and remorse and regret, something happens which is considered suffering for the person and their neshama. And that is that this whole vision starts to fade. And the neshama, the person's mind, cannot go up and enter the Eretz HaChayim, which is what we call the the Ganeidim, we call the Eretz HaChayim, right? Can't go up and enter this place of all das, this place that is the place of chesed, total remerging into HaKadosh Baruch Hu's domain, so to speak. They can't because they don't have any bridge to get there. They're so unfamiliar with it. It's so, it's so, you know, so so overwhelming. The blinding clarity of the truth just is melting them, so to speak, or burning them in embarrassment. But here's the problem. In this moment, they're leaving their body. Their body isn't a thing anymore. They're completely, they realize their, that their identity, which was attached to their body, doesn't have anywhere to go. The body's finished. So, what happens is that it remains in some sort of limbo place. Okay, here's what he says <laughs> if a person has merit, okay, the shchina doesn't vanish or draw until it accompanies this neshama this mind remember if we create a mind meld the mind is brought up it accompanies this the the awareness into the Eretz Chaim it just naturally uh, um, accompanies it this is called the Misa snishika, when our mind is so melded with anyway through the Eretz Chaim that it's naturally just leaves the body and is drawn up now remember when it says i didn't put this in the notes but yipach ba'apo nishmas Chaimi blew into his nose the neshama the blowing the neshama is the flow of ideas into our mind it's called the melech remember we learned all about this the seichel well what would be a misas nishika a death by kiss what is a kiss Hashem is inhaling the divine inhale. It's so to speak, withdrawing, pulling up like a vacuum, pulling up the person's mind back up into the Arasachayim, into the place of all the root of all the, the flow that hits human beings. It's being drawn up seamlessly. It's called the divine inhale, okay? And the mind naturally is drawn back up into this place and no, it's not HaKadosh Baruch whose mind. Nobody gets to see the mind of God, so to speak, but we're, we're in this place called the Eretz HaChayim, not a real place. It's in a dimension in which our minds have the opportunity. This is called Tschar. This is called Gan Eden. The minds have the opportunity to expand and expand and expand and expand because they are now in the reservoir of all Shefa, of all the flow, of all ideas. Remember, we talked about this by Meron the experience of tons of people coming together in song in a transcendent sort of like out-of-body experience there's a sense when this happens it's so powerful that people will neglect their physical needs like oxygen and space okay because they're actually experiencing a a tiny bit of that reservoir the, the source of all flow where everybody merges together and the energy and the hisaurus, the, the, the um, inspiration kind of flows down to everybody from hitting that place. That is the power of the group operating as one, be so black and white. right? So it's not black and white. We're, well. What happens is most people have a combination of both for the effort they spent in their life, trying to really live. In sync with the big truths, the Torah truths, which are not rocket science, the basic ikrim of the Rambam, which translates into the mitzvahs, mitzvahs that there's one God, that of course we that we're telling look, really that we have um, we have bechira, okay, that our bechira cannot affect God, but it's the way Hashem operates in the world through us. That there'll be a final, uh, you know, reward for everything. It's the basics, okay. So, and of course, translating this into the into the mitzvahs. To the extent that a person did this, they of course experienced that bliss. To the extent that they lost sight of it, they experienced that difficulty, okay? Um, yeah, for sure, it's all, of course, it's everybody has their own experience, okay? Hmm? Yeah, it, it, all in between, commotion gossip. Um, if you keep reading in the gra, the im the next end of the next line, the im chasashom Russia who, but if chasash is a Russia, remember what Russia means? Russia Marshia, it means they constantly lurched, you know, they constantly got sidetracked, they constantly were, it was chaos. They didn't know who they were. They were half most of the time in their survival mode, physical identity. Once in a while remembered to think about something better, you know, to the degree that a person had the, you know, was was. Are unaware of this <speaking in Russian> even though you must see the shchina ben in russia no matter who everybody sees it okay <speaking in Russian> nevertheless for the russia this whole thing kind of like van is sort of like withdrawing and they're not able to blend with it they see it they want it they see it's true that they, they all the other fantasies have vanished their body isn't who they are, they know that, but they have no connection. And so it seems like it's vanishing from, they can't hold on to it. Okay. All right. But as mitzar also, it it pains the person. Okay. Very much. All right. Of all the I'm skipping a little bit, kishashkina la funov, benashika. But for the tzaddik, the neshkina is before him, he goes, the neshama goes out with the neshika, kiss. And this is what Avram meant in the case of a person who isn't able and it could withdraw from him. Avram says, No, I found chain, so don't withdraw from me. All right, meaning a person who lived in this connection, it it doesn't withdraw. He says, Al Nataver, don't withdraw from me. Okay. In the case of a person who it does withdraw, okay. The neshama has a very hard time then. The consciousness of the person, the identity has a very hard time. It can't go back to the body. It can't go into the Eretzachayim. It doesn't, it doesn't know where to put itself. Okay, It's in a state of limbo, so to speak. And it finds no menucha. We just learned about menucha with David and Shlomo in the, in the, in the David and Melech class. It finds no menucha. It finds no place to rest. It doesn't know what to do with itself. You might have heard Kabbalistic terminology like the Kela, the slingshot. It's going from the body to looking at the Eretz HaChayim to looking at the body and it can't attach to any of them. It doesn't have the, can't go back to the body and it can't absorb into their time because it's all brand new. It's the blinding clarity is too blinding. It can't, it can't tolerate what it's seeing. It's not, has no kalim, no ability, okay? So far, so good. So then he says, take water, wash your legs, and sit under the tree. To make a long story short here, he says water, the Gura refers to the rivers that come from Eden, from Gan Eden, take some of these great ideas, the flow, right? He says, don't leave, stay here. Now we start talking about How a person ensures that it won't leave. How do you live your life so it won't pass on? You won't be in this situation. So the first thing is yukach n'amamayim. Take a little water. Take some of those ideas from the etzachayim, from the eretzachayim. Right, the ganeden. Wash your feet. Now this is a reference. You could look this up yourself. To the gematria, by the way, of yukach n'amamayim. He says he comes to aiden. I didn't do the gematria, but somehow like that, uh, wash your feet, this is a reference to Karbanos, to the Nisa Hamayim, they used to pour the wine down these drains in the corner of the Mizbech, this, we're getting here when he goes and runs to get the cow and slaughter this and slaughter that, this is all a reference to Karbanos, that the way a person is going to make sure that this doesn't happen, that the <laughs> departs, is they're going to have all of these opportunities in life to do tshuva, basically, Karbanos. Shuva dedicate themselves to Kosra, all his references to the whole arena of Kurbanos, which is today Tfila and Kapara. Okay. When he says sit sit under the tree, he says this is a reference to Azachayim. This should be where you get your shade. This should be your place of rest. Okay. Um, uh, one second. Let's see here. Um, he look at the last line it talks that uh, he should be busy with torah okay instead of the karbanos and he refers here to essentially to the etzachayim sit under this etzachayim okay now okay i just i um, the if you if you look into this yourself you'll see that when he says wash your feet pour the water on your feet reference to the water the wine they pour down the drain the drains are called sheetin it's a whole fascinating area i just put a little bit in here that you can look into yourself if you want to they're created when the world was created they're built into creation they have a lot of symbolism obviously but this is the symbol of pour the water over your feet okay all that's awesome is the wood but this is the sheetin okay now what does it mean here? The pas lechem. the ekhat take a bit of bread and satisfy lipchem your lave, achar tavru, and then you can go. Okay, so he brings the gra says here. Notice it doesn't say levavchem, your your two yaters like we say in Shara, Ashema, right? The two laves. Here it says Lipchem one. Because at this time it's pure clarity. You don't have the option of a alternative identity. You have one Yetzer, one reality, one truth. But through the karbonos, through the whole process of attaining Kapara, for the mistakes, for lurching into this, you know, fantasy that there's a separate reality then we are able to be machaper that and then we have one leave the sadhu lipchem your one single yetzer your one inclination meaning your one drive okay it will be satisfied now you asked about Sarah. he ran back to the tent what do you think that means the neshama now seeing this right when we get we understand this and the goes back to the body Okay, he goes to Sarah and he says, make this cakes. Okay, Avram The oil is the base medrash. Okay, the ohel. El Sara El Haguf. Nishama Ma The neshama is going to awaken the guf. All right, meaning first of all, when Nishama understands these things, remember when Avram saw these things, why did he see these things? because this became part of the basic foundations of Judaism. Everything we're learning now is not new. It's just new that we're seeing it in this vision, that this is what the vision is talking about. But the ideas are not new. These are the basic core ideas of Judaism. At the Neshama, at the moment of Petir, you see the Shechina, you see the Emes. We call that dimension the Olam MS. There's a Din, there's Gehennem or a remorse. We know it all not this, but these ideas, once Avram understood these, this was not clear until Avram perceived this. This is the first time it became known to people what, what, how it all ends. But now that Avram saw this, this became part of the basic legacy of Judaism. This is part of the foundations of Judaism, right? So what happens is he goes, the neshama awakens the guf. When the neshama gets a glimpse, and sometimes we do, sometimes we have an aha moment, Sometimes we have a moment that's transcendent. Sometimes we see, we have an experience that comes from another world, the nace. And what's supposed to happen is, it's not death itself, but it's some sort of like moment, transcendent moment, right? Some sort of like out-of-body situation. Then the Shama goes back to the book and wakes it up, okay? And says, come on, this is, you know, take this seriously and awaken yourself. And the way you do that, the ohel is also, he says, the base Medrash, meaning you have to start to learn, you have to learn, you have to be in the place where you start to really put these two togethers. And then, remember, I skipped a little bit because there's so much here, but the, remember the malach says, Where is your sorrow? She's in the ohel. When the neshama gets up there, they ask the neshama about the body. How much were you, how much did you draw these ideas into your body, you know? And Avram says she's in the tent, meaning that Sarah was in both tents. Remember it says Sarah lived double life, Chaye Sarah, right? Two like this world and that world. She she was in the Ohel Elion while she was in the Ohel Tachton, the upper tent and the lower tent, right? And um and um, he says, yes, she's in the text. look here. He may, on the last line, ba when it comes to its higher place, Shol <speaking> in light, yes, Neshama <foreign> al-Haguf. Heich Matza laguf <language> Tahar. Although, did the Guf find itself in a state of Tahara? Tahara means transparency, remember tahar. That's what it means. Did the Guf live in awareness of the great truth? Okay, although or not, did it or didn't it? By Yomer and the Neshama says, Hine hu always in the Ohel in the base medish, meaning in a place of awareness and learning and growing. And that's what the Neshama wants to answer. Okay, this is just, um, it's not everything that the grow really says, but key ideas, all right? So when we're learning these things, remember that we are getting a glimpse into when when the founders of Judaism, this is the Avos. We didn't talk really about the Imahos yet. Mirtram we will soon. The founders of Judaism, the reason they founded and they understood what Judaism was is because at periods in their life, they were to these blinding revelations. And then they absorbed them. And it became part of the legacy. And then it translated into, into real life, and it, there's so many, like the Midrashim we learned that a neshama doesn't leave the body till it sees the shechina. That Hashem takes the sun out of its sheath. All of these tomorrow's they're all telling us what happens. But the first, the first experience, the first incident of a human being understanding the whole big thing was this story. Okay, and that's why Avram gets his revelation because he just had a bris. He just committed in the physical world to live in connections. I got a huh? All right. And so now because we shows him he zooms out and shows him what that all what that all means in real life, how that all looks, how it all ends, you know what's the what is this, what is this commitment really tying you into. Okay, what do we got. No, that was the, um, the, the machab. no, the grad did not. Um, doesn't talk about i mean i don't know it's called you're talking about the magid right yeah that's not the girl okay hmm.
1: say it again huge
0: mystic he's the biggest so a mystic is actually on a higher level um i don't know what words you are using mystic or prophet now that uh, rambam has certain specific terminology Ramban has a little bit of a different terminology and system. Just go with one of them. okay? Um, Rambam, you might remember, talks about that as the ideas come into our heads. They go through the Kruvim to the Ishim. Remember that? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that. The ishims are the ones that give us the messages after they've been through the the image center, and then we get the message. That's why he talks about these were Ishim. People, I mean, that's Rambam's system. He has the 10 levels, but uh, Ramban is, a, like I said, a bit of a different system. But just make sure to just stick with one of them when you, you know. Okay, yeah, one, one second. Yeah. Um, a yes. Uh, to the of Mishan,
1: um,
0: yes. The Correct. Of the Correct. So as soon as has the wrist, uh, it becomes only the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. No. No, every Neshama, this happens to every person. The reason that we, that Avram committed to Judaism is to make sure that that moment isn't one of shock. Judaism is a commitment because we understand this whole thing, we commit to living in this world with the mitzvahs to make sure that we are always in sync with this. The rest of the world have the Sheva mitzvahs and Rambam says in Hechos Malachim that if they keep the Shabbat Mitzvahs because, not because they they make sense and it's utilitarian, but because of the truth, because of the Torah, they also get Chay Olam Haba. They also get it. Probably not the degree of mind expansion because our mind expansion is a function of the intricate involvement with all the aspects of Torah, whereas their mind expansion is... Less developed because they're basic seven mitzvahs, but there's still something. They still enter that place. About, Rambam says, and look at chapter eight of Hilchos Melachim of the Rambam. Yeah. Right. That's the Rashi. Right. The Rashi says he said, "Oh, I have to go see the visitors." Right. Um, right. But that wasn't real visitors. And this thing means Hakadosh. He's in the middle of a vision. Okay, and he see this appears in his vision. Okay, um, what, what, this, first of all, remember what Rashi. Rashi wants you to be able to keep reading, Shot. So he has to answer, wait a minute, he's talking to Hashem and here's three people, what's going on? So, But on a deeper level, he's entering into a state of a vision. It's very, like we said in the beginning, esoteric. It's theoretical. It has to translate into something familiar, an image. So that's what happens next. And then he sees the image. First he was receiving. It's really complicated. The whole mechanism is really elaborate. And I don't know at all. I know tiny teeny teeny like concept of it. But yeah, there's a you start out with your know, what happens, Ramam says, is an idea enters your sechel that's way too abstract. And then through the Koch it takes on a form that's familiar. So perhaps that's the thing. Yeah. Yes. But as you just said, that Yomar Hashem comes out. And then it goes into this Bayar of Abram It's actually the beginning of the of Nabilis War of the Three Maha. And she goes on to say something even more. She says, Why one of the reasons why is Abram Zofa? Yeah. And why does Hashem say yeah, that's he, that that's he would pass it on? The whole story is dumb. I'll repeat That's right. this. Yeah. That was chesed. That was yes. And whole Correct. About and that is the right, but let's translate it to what we learned today, Judy. What we learned today, take what you just said that Avram was chesed and he cared about everyone and he got the the prophecy now one of these malachim told him about Sodom we're saying is because Avraham understands that this is how the whole thing ends his care his concern for humanity that they should not end up in that horrible place overwhelm is overwhelming and therefore he cares about Sodom he's a Baal chesed he sees the Eretz Haim he's living in this big picture and therefore he cares deeply about every single human being and he goes to try to help Saddam. So that's, that's the chesed aspect. So isn't it interesting that we have to be told to separate ourselves from the nations? We separate ourselves in that we commit to living like this, which causes us to be different, but we are oral agayim. We are meant to be the influencers of the world. We are meant to make sure they discover what we know. But we have to But we do act differently we act a little differently because we live in, in what we what we said was like in in um what was the word i used before in uh in meticulous in, in not just in the seven mitzvahs i in the um whole gamut of um that our, every bit of our lifestyle is meant to be reflective of it and in sync of it which is not required of everybody else but yes but still we're supposed to may have a huge influence um yes okay that's another thing wait i want to end the recording now because it's going to be too big to post but i'll you